This is the Family Culture Project, episode 47, The Surprising Path to Manhood with guest Bill DeVoe. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you were meant to be. We're all drawn to the heroic. It is in the movies we watch, the news we hear, and the books we read. But what can we do when we want to be the truly heroic man, but just don't know how? Today's guest is giving us a sneak peek into his new book, Heroic. It talks about the journey that many men take to find their identity and purpose. You know, this was an interesting subject for me um, in listening to your conversation with Bill. And I had to think through where was my thought around what heroic man was built up as a child through all kinds of things, whether it's through my father, through movies, through just how I formulated what a, a truly hero looked like. But realizing that really... For me, it wasn't until I became a Christian after meeting you when I realized that Jesus has my back and everything wasn't on my shoulders. Because one of the, I guess, the struggles I had was I felt like I had to be perfect for everybody. I had to cover everybody else's flaws. I had to cover my own flaws, everybody else's flaws. And it wasn't really until I understood that Jesus had my back. I didn't have to be perfect. Um... My destiny wasn't only how I formulated it, it was how how he planned it for me. And that I had to be open to hear his voice, understand how he was guiding me on that path, frees you up to be a better person, a better man, a better father. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that Bill said in our conversation that was when a man discovers his identity and purpose, he begins to flourish. And as a result, those around him do as well. And so I'm so grateful for the journey that you've taken because... You know, you're not the person that you were, you know, a little over 20 years ago when we met. I've seen the transformation in your life go from a perfectionism to a grace-filled longing to do what is right. And those are two different things. And I truly believe that as you have flourished, that we have flourished as a family. And I'm so grateful for that. And I know that it's extremely difficult to do that, especially when that was not modeled for you. If you really are honest and you think back about some of your journey as to where you wanted to be in your career or where you wanted to be and what, what was the ultimate attainment of success um, and whether you formulated that by people in your life or by movies, you, you formulated those, those ideas and you realize at some point in time that's not, that's not enough. That's mm-hmm. not it. That's not enough. Or if you get there, you, you come to some point in your life where he calls it crisis, but you come to a point in your life where you realize that a lot of the things that you thought aren't true. And it's not until you hit that wall that you can rebirth yourself. That's why I like what he brought up about, you know, in the Bible, you know, God renames his disciples because he's really calling them into their new life mm-hmm. rather than thinking of it as just a new name. There's mm-hmm. a purpose around that. And it's I, I do believe that when you hit that crisis point, you know, you have a new purpose in life and you become a new person with that. And and so the renaming makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, I just look at my life and I think of the things that I've done that I'm really thrilled about. And they aren't 
necessarily the outcome that I anticipated when I started a particular journey. The first time that happens, it, there's there's a, a potential to be like, wow, this didn't turn out the way I thought. And then the second time it happens, I think if you let yourself mature and grow, you'll realize that like taking the journey is the most important part of the process. And that when you when when success is allowed to be renamed, when you're allowed to be renamed, when you are open to discovering your identity of purpose and, and when it doesn't turn out exactly the way you planned or it wasn't what you anticipated, I think that's when you finally come into the fullness of what's deep down inside of you that you may not have known. And so this idea of redefining what family looks like, what manhood looks like, what success looks like is, I think, one of the most fulfilling things that can happen to someone. So from a culture perspective, one of the things that this, this interview made me think about is how important it is for men and women that they discover their their purpose. They hit that point where this is what a hero looks like. This is what my identity is. You you are then both in a better position to set you know the values for your home, build the culture in your home. Your family culture is going to be much stronger as a function of the fact that you, you the man, the leader, the, the man of the home and the woman of the home have a purpose, have their God-given purpose um, understood and, and, and know why we're doing what we're doing. So one of the things Bill talks about in this conversation is about the three components that every good story has. Every good movie, every good book, every story that you remember that either is a success at the box office or the favorite story that has changed your life, it has these components of the heroic journey in them. So it's no surprise that those are the components in a man's journey that are important. Hey there, did you know every family is known for something? What do you want your family to be known for? Download our free family culture discussion sheet. In just 30 minutes, you'll explore who you are as a family and discover who you want to become together. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and start living a life of purpose with the ones you love today. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com for the free download. Today, I'm talking with Bill DeVoe. Bill is a graduate of Duke University and Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. He has been a church planter, a high school Bible teacher, and a running coach. Six years ago, he pioneered Landmark Journey Ministries to help men connect their stories to God's story through retreats and spiritual direction. His greatest claim to fame is being married to Heidi for 32 years and having two amazing daughters, Abigail and Rachel. He and his wife currently reside in Franklin, Tennessee. Pleasure to welcome you here today. I'm so glad you could join us. Um, you recently wrote a book called Heroic. So I would love for you to just tell us the story behind that and tell us who you wrote it for. Yeah, Kimberly, great to be here. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me on this and love what you're doing uh, on thank this you. podcast. So, uh, so the book, yeah. Um, how did it get to be written? So the book really, um, came together as a conglomerate of sort of three disparate paths, and they didn't seem to be connected at all. So first of all, I was a high school Bible teacher uh, and coach for a number of years, and in that, I ended up being able to read a lot about the heroic journey in literature and, um, and talk about that, uh, and, and also I worked a lot with young men, and so I had that sort of thing going. Um, and then 
my the second disparate piece was my growing fascination and sense of newfound connection to the person of Jesus. And that, that was sort of a, a, a place of tremendous growth for me in that time of my life. And then the third one was my own sort of struggles to own myself as a man, which is, which is a long story. Mm-hmm. And those three lines very unexpectedly started to converge. Mm-hmm. And they converged in such surprising uh, ways, not only conceptually, but just emotionally in a very healing ways that I was like, I can't keep this to myself. I have to like, other men need, at least need to see this and understand this and experience this. So yeah. I started teaching it to young men and older men and kind of got the same sort of electric effect. And that's when the idea of, I should start writing. And of course, the book sort of sort of uh, came out of all that. So yeah. it's been quite a, th- this book sort of has been in the cooker probably for about eight to 10 years. Oh, wow. But I love that you had firsthand experience with men and they were saying this resonates with me. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Just complete. Yeah, it, it was like, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's something here that's really important. Yeah, you're on to something. Yep, yep. So, um, you know, there's many aspects of the heroic journey that we see in literature. I, I, when I think of heroes, I do think of literature. I think of movies. I think of those things that capture our hearts. Yes. And so, um, but you think that there are three that are most important to men. I do. Yeah. yeah the, like, the three that tend, you know, there, there are many components of the heroic journey in literature and anybody can look those up and read about it. But the three that seem to me critical and crux when you move from myth or story into a man's life is uh, the need for, first, the need for a guide. And uh, every great story, the hero has an older man, a mentor figure that says you're more than who you think you are or trains him or something. I mean, they, they all have this in there. And it occurred to me one day that not only do men need mentors, and, um, and, and coaches and people who speak into their lives. But there's an even an, another step uh, vertically with that. And what I mean by that, it, it, according to the New Testament, Jesus actually becomes that person and can become that person for men because he lived the heroic life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, is, he is the great hero of the New Testament. And so he can personally, in a sense, become the guide and the coach so that was the first one. The second one was um, a, the identity. Every heroic story, a man thinks he's something, and he's actually something else. You know, Frodo yeah. thinks he's this, you know, little, you know, hobbit in this little back, you know, woods of the Shire, but he's mm-hmm. actually the ring bearer is going to save Middle Earth. Yeah. And so that has to be called out of him. So every man needs to sort of own their identity. And that identity is a gift. You can't find yourself by yourself. Right. So identity is always bequeathed to you. And, and again, as I, I tell men, one of the things that God does with men throughout the Bible is he sort of renames them. He gives mm-hmm. them a new name. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of it. And the third one is discovering your quest. So in every heroic story, a man not only finds a guy and owns an identity, but he's given something to do. It's mm-hmm. like, this needs to happen. This evil needs to be confronted. These people need to be saved. And despite the risks and the dangers and the unknowns, he he starts out on the quest. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I tell men, 
when a man begins to discover his quest and what he was really put here to do, everything in his life starts to kind of change. Yeah. You know, it gives him such focus and drive and energy. So those are the three biggies that yeah. I like to talk about. Yeah. Um, if you watch any movie, you'll find those. You'll be able to identify every, those. Any, any good movie, movie that's ever sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I asked, my, I, I asked my English teacher uh, where I taught, I said, you know, uh, can you tell me about how the heroic journey relates to literature and mm -hmm. story? And she goes, the heroic journey is literature and story. Yeah. In other words, you don't have the heroic journey. You don't have a story. You don't have a movie. Yeah. There isn't anything. Yeah. And I could see, as you were talking, I just kind of was thinking about family and what we do as parents building culture is that the parents can come alongside of our children and be their guide, but it's their journey and discovering their identity and then having purpose, which we build when we build culture is what That's takes right. them to the next level and That's launches exactly them right. into the future. Yeah. And I think families can be so good at sort of setting a fertile ground for mm -hmm. this, these sorts of ideas to sprout. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, ultimately parents, and I have two grown daughters, ultimately parents can't give them that deep sense of identity and quest. You know, that's something that I think that has to come from above, but they yeah. can set the fertile ground where they can be so open to receiving that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the subtitle of your book, speaks about the surprising path to manhood. Yeah. So um, what did you find so surprising about this? Surprise, yeah. It is, <laughs> it, it's a surprise. And then, uh, and then I, I put in parentheses, but it's actually not. But right. it always comes to us as a surprise. Okay. It's not what we would think. Is that because we try to overcomplicate it, you think? Well, it's not so much that. Is I think, if, well, I'm, I'm going to speak in male terms here. Every man constructs kind of a story of his life mm -hmm. and I call it your self-constructed heroic story and there it's always is about getting to the top rock climbing the ladder mm -hmm. having more success more power more fame it could include more money mm -hmm. uh, more influence it's always some, a drive up mm -hmm. and it's it's like we all we, we think that's where greatness is mm -hmm. and but the surprise is all that has to be deconstructed. It all has to go. For a yeah. man to truly enter the heroic life, the first thing he has to enter is death. Mm -hmm. he, there has to be a death to so many things about his life and the way he's constructed it. They sort of have to go if he's yeah. going to really own his identity. Yeah. And, and what are some and examples of that? Quest. If you think about it, it there, there's always this fork in the road for the hero of the journey. Mm -hmm. And basically the hero kind of has to face death mm -hmm. or let his life go. And I want to yeah. say, hey, y'all, that's just not story or myth. That's speaking something true and real about men. Mm. And so we have to, in a sense, let ourselves go. Um, and usually that comes to a point, I would say most men, at least all the men that I work with, usually come to a crisis point in their lives where the way they've sort of constructed it isn't working anymore. And mm -hmm. they think it's sort of the end of the road. It could be a, something tragic that happens or divorce or um, the loss of a child or a health crisis. And they think my life's at an end. And, and, my, and what I want to begin to gently say back to them is, no, no, your life's not at the end. It's just about to really begin. Mm -hmm. So I, I think um, how that sort of death is offered to a man is all, always very different. Mm. And 
Uh, you can't really make it a formula, and I don't. But I, I really believe when a man faces a crisis, it can be his greatest opportunity to really begin to understand who he is and why he's here. Yeah. Wow. So when a man can connects to that heroic longing that is on the inside of him, how do you think it impacts others, especially his family members? Oh, yeah. So this is huge. So, um, you know, there's a lot in the culture about, you know, masculine power and, you know, being, you know, all this stuff about being the warrior and all of this stuff. It's like using this to dominate and control and manipulate. And it's like, the first thing I want to say is that is not the heroic life. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with the heroic life. The way I like to, to explain it is that from early age, a boy instinctively, nobody has to tell him this, is looking for what I call the strong man. Mm -hmm. He's looking, he just, he sees men with athletic prowess, superior strength, some sort of amazing skill and, and, to, and an ability to conquer. And he, and he just like, that's, that's what I want to be like. And then as he gets older, he looks, starts to look for the wise man. And the man who has this sort of skill with life and, um, and sort of knows how to, to move through the pitfalls of life. But, the, but at some point, he really latches on to another man. And this mm -hmm. is what I call the noble man who uses, and this is to answer your question, who uses his strength and wisdom to help everybody else. Mm. So in other words, his strength and wisdom is, he's not trying to prop himself up. He's not trying to prove himself to anybody. That, that is not his interior life and journey. That's, that's been settled with, with God, with the Lord. Mm -hmm. But I think um, what he's able to do now, he's able to take whatever strength and wisdom he has and offer it to those around him. Now, this has huge consequences in terms of marriage, family, uh, where a man works. It's mm -hmm. like the gifts that he has, he now wants others, you know, just to give them away in, mm -hmm. in hopes that they, others will glean things from them. One of my favorite images for a man who's really on the heroic journey and really, really moving into this lifestyle is if you think about a desert and in the middle of this parched desert, all of a sudden there's this oasis and there are these palm trees and this you hear the sound of trickling water and you hear birds singing and there's grass growing and this and everything is just flourishing and a man way everybody around them flourishes his mm. children flourish yeah. his wife flourishes they're they're kind of basking in his shade so to speak mm -hmm. so um that's how i think it can impact he oh, becomes a yeah. yeah and the other word is he becomes a servant he literally, his whole life is, I'm here to serve everyone else. And it's, I call that the warrior servant, that deep strength that comes when a man gives himself to something higher so that he can serve those around him. Yeah. It's such a perspective shift that allows not only him to flourish, but those around him. And I, I love that um, word picture. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, so for the women that listen to the show, how can we support our husbands and then even our sons in this quest? Yeah, that's a great question. So it, it was so interesting. I had a group of, of young men just out of college that I meet with. And, and I was, um, we were talking about what, what, what do you say to moms about raising heroic boys? 
and I'll, I'll tackle that one first. And it was so interesting, some of the responses that one of them said, um, make it, make it okay to take risks, like allow appropriate risk. If, if a boy never grows up, you know, if all he hears is don't, then it's like, or it's like, maybe I can't really manage the world. It's like, no, you've got to be able to um, allow appropriate risks. And then another one said, make it okay to fail. In fact, mm. that's just a part of a requirement. And it's like you work yeah. through your failure and it's like, that's okay. And part of the heroic journey is there's going to be a lot of failing. Mm-hmm. I thought those are all great responses in terms of moms raising boys in such a way that they can really tap into this heroic journey, mm-hmm. reading great literature to them, mm. heroic literature where they can, I mean, that's what just spikes a boy's imagination, these stories. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I think for the men, what can my, uh, you know, wives do for their husbands? I think, um, I think just, it, I'm going to say this, it's simple. There, there's something they can do and something that they really can't do. What they can do is simply encourage and affirm and what they see is good and right in their mm-hmm. lives and, and create a positive climate. But it was interesting. We were having this discussion at church in a, in a class I was teaching and my wife was in it and she, she's one of those, I love her for this. She just speaks her mind, you know, and she, she it's a pretty large class and we were talking about this very thing. And she, all of a sudden she raised her hand and she goes, it is not my responsibility to teach Bill how to be a man. It's not mine. I can't do yeah. that. And when a woman either feels that pressure or that responsibility, something is really amiss in a marriage. Mm. And it's the man has to take that journey himself. He yeah. has to go that road and the wife can support, encourage, but he's got to be, have that, um, that willingness and the, that desire mm-hmm. to want to go there and to keep going there. So that's, that's again, what I call part of the dance of marriage. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Those are things I have to remind myself so of. I hope that helps. Yeah, no, that absolutely helps. I think oftentimes we want to make, especially for our children, we want to make everything easy. We want to be risk adverse. We want to protect them, but really they've got to go out there and they've got to, they've got to take that journey on their own. And it's the same with our husbands. Um, you know, I've, I've been married 18 years and I still have to stop myself and say, not your job, not your job. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and there's, when you let go that, that I know that can be, you know, it's part of, um, a woman's both, um, I shall say it's part of her struggle and tension, but it's also can be mm-hmm. a, a great release and relief. It's like, I really am not responsible for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I find oftentimes, Yeah. I find that I am like spent, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time um, sewing into my children and teaching them and guiding them. Right. But I have to remember that like my husband comes home, I'm done now. Like I don't, I <laughs> that's right. I I'm did, not doing that, the same, I'm not doing the same role. Right. <laughs> All right. That switch. Okay. Off. Let's yeah. turn on, turn on another switch here. No, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Totally get that. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Kimberly, thank you so much. Uh, It's been great. Appreciate the insightful questions. You can find Bill at www.landmarkjourneyministries.com. You can also find Bill on Twitter as Bill DeVoe and on Facebook as Landmark Journey Ministries. His book, Heroic, The Surprising Path to True Manhood is available wherever books are sold. We'll link to all of this in the show notes. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd like to ask you for a favor. 
Would you be willing to leave a short review in iTunes? We're passionate about helping families thrive and reviews help families find us. We really appreciate your support. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.